Let's start it off. Man, is it? I think I tweeted out that it was Monday. Yeah, Didn't buddy. I? Did I? I'm off to an That's incredible a real one. Monday <laughs> a real Monday energy on a Tuesday. What are we doing? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Let's go. Tuesday edition coming to you refreshed from a long three-day Labor Day weekend off. Mm-hmm. All nice and refreshed. I'm even a little tan. Nobody said anything, but look at this. I was out in the sun a little bit over the weekend, yeah. boys. Yeah. Well, now that you say it. Now that you see it. You, you look good. See it. You look yeah. good. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. Guys, Team Serbia. Our Serbia national team is in the Final Four of the FIBA World Cup. Now it gets real, boys. Some real Ewing theory potential going on over there. Man, you had to do it. All right. You just brought it all down. We're going to be bringing in Miroslav live from... Uh, do you remember the name of his town? Let's see if we can get it. Oh, no. It's like Pacheco or... I don't. Poncho. 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 Um, which I think is the diminutive like version of the longer actual name. He's going to be joining us live from there. I'm sure he'll make fun of us for our pronunciation. We're also going to be looking at star players that we think might have... You don't want to call it a breakout year because these are players that were already good... But good players that might even be in line for a leap. And then mm-hmm. conversely, superstar players that maybe maybe they're not going to be playing at a superstar level anymore. Mm. Uh, to help me do that, I've got Harrison Wind. I had a great weekend, fellas. Spent Saturday at the DNVR bar with my guy, Derek White. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. chilling, watching the Colorado Buffaloes, going crazy. Oh, my God. It's a great afternoon. I'm man. telling you, I was so excited for the buffs. I was all except for because I wasn't around any buffs fans. Oh, are we just gonna play the video now? <laughs> all right, Kel. Kel's uh, cheer, Adam. Very excited here. Look at this bar. Scenes at the bar. Look at everybody. What? Uh, what is this? <laughs> is that? And then look at the nice, well-executed high five right. here from Harrison. So, Unbelievable. So you gotta give credit to uh, Nick, our social media guy, for getting that video of us. But um, yeah. it was a wild scene. Just just <laughs> absolute mayhem. Proposition, fellas. I don't know if you've noticed the other beats uh beefing up. They're they're adding some talent. Does it matter that he's on the Celtics? Can we just get <laughs> Derek White? Right? Right? Yeah. And I can ask him about Tatum. Everyone will have fun. Oh my yeah. god, that's great. Over here, I mean, if you guys thought his Thursday beard was good. What do you see this Tuesday beard? Not that different, especially on air. But I'm happy to be here. <laughs> thrilled to be back. I missed this show. I missed this energy in my life, boys. Man, I missed it as yeah. well. Um, so you kind of jumped the shark on me there. You got a little excited because I was going to talk I'm about... I'm still very excited. <laughs> I was going to talk about how legitimately... Guys, this is a nugget show. We're going to... I'm just going to take a second here to kind of go into this. But this weekend with the buffs was so exciting. And as you mentioned... He posted just almost no warning, no anything. DM you just just ha- you just post a video. It doesn't even say Derek White, you know. It doesn't say anything. It's just Harrison Wynn going crazy, and it pans over to Derek White, your boy, your very, boy, very executing dev of you. the perfect high five. Yeah, it's very Dev. Dev always texts Dev. People don't know. You ask him something, he's like, "Oh no, I'm at putt putt right now with Carmelo." Or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you're like, is this a Mad Lib that yeah. you just put together? Do we ever get to come or? But yeah. you uh, at the dnvr bar going wild and yeah Derek white too man it was just packed first of all the entire bar was packed standing room only and um i mean the game was so freaking exciting like every other play was a score i'm not kidding it was the best football game i've watched in seven years (laughs) i was so in on that game i was so in i'm so in on it too again it's a nugget show but i'm just saying that was a very exciting weekend for dnvr and for denver sports and and Derek white obviously he's on the celtics but he's a Colorado kid of course went to high school here went to college here yeah spent his last college season at cu and i mean he's a colorado guy so it's just a bunch of colorado guys at the bar Watching the buffs. One of the fellas. One of the yeah. fellas, man. And it comes on the heels of some pretty big... I mean, today was a great day for DNVR. Before we get into some of this, I just kind of wanted to talk to our audience. Because, you know, it's a long offseason. You know, offseason, you know, you win a title. That's the ultimate high. Then you go into the offseason where snake draft and stuff. It's like, you know, it's a little bit of a, a contrast after winning a title. But, you know, I've never been more excited about DNVR and also All City. Mm-hmm. And we had a... Currently... We have Pat Sertan, who is going to be joining the DMVR. He reached out, likes the DMVR Bronco show, reached out, wanted to come on and kind of give a player's perspective of, you know, with that vibe and That's that cool. crew of people. We added Todd Davis, who was on the Super Bowl Broncos team a month ago. We, we added him to the roster. He's a full-timer on that show. And now Pat Sertan on. Earlier today, we also announced Eric Lacroix who played for the Avs back in the 90s. He's also the son of Pierre Lacroix, who built the Avs. Mm-hmm. So 
lots of really, really cool stuff going on with DNVR right now. And then when I see on the weekend, Derek White and, and Harrison Wynn being <laughs> BFFs, it was like the fifth coolest thing going on at DNVR at the moment. When you pop into the DNVR bar, yeah. you just never know who's <laughs> going to be there. Listen to my man, Sal. Keep going. You, you never know, man. Who could it be? I mean, it could be. Pat Derek Tito. White could be Derek White. It could be a Broncos player. Yeah, it could be a Nuggets player. Could be a hey man. It could be a Nuggets coach. You could just, be a team entire president. Nuggets team coming on. Could be a team. It could be a team dinner during the summer. You yeah. just never know who's going to be here when you pop in. So it's really great. So it's been a great weekend for us. I'm excited for some of the stuff going on. Um, you just look at how we've grown as a company over the last four years. Then you look at the cool stuff going on. It really is, in my opinion, and because we're the off season, I think people maybe don't quite see it even with nuggets just quite yet. It really does feel like a new era for DNVR, like a new level. Yeah. You know, nuggets win the title. We defeated one boss. Now we're up into like the new <laughs> bigger boss level, yeah. you know, a whole new world we get to explore. Um, I might, the only game I've ever played is Mario Brothers. So I can if tell. You can tell, yeah, yeah. You can see how that yep. was. Uh-huh. No, I've it's cool, man. I think that logic applies to a lot of video games. I, I figured. You can feel the level. I think recently we moved out of the garage as a band. Yeah. But this is, this feels past that, like the next level up. It's really cool, man. It's exciting. Yeah, just time keeping our journalistic work. integrity well, <laughs> <each> step <laughs> of the way. I'm really glad. Never mind. We're, we're, we're actually going to get to Never that mind. in the uh, fourth segment. But it wasn't just a great week slash weekend for us. It's also a great week slash weekend for Team Serbia. Let's I don't know if go. you guys saw. But Serbia, sans Nikola Jokic, sans Micic, sans a handful of their players, advanced to the Final Four. I, they don't call it the Final Four. I think they call it the semifinal. Yeah, Final, final four. four is an Americanized thing. Uh, I'm going to Americanize it a little <laughs> you know, bit. I'm I saw blend. Miroslav use it earlier today. The well, final, he's pretty American. That could be our influence. Yeah. <laughs> they have a decent chance now at, at getting a medal. And to help us talk about that, we're, of course, going to bring on the expert, Live from Pancha, it's Miroslav. Let's go. Not Pancha, I don't think. <laughs> look, at, look at him. Look at him. Oh, no. It's, it's not like I haven't said that like a hundred times. I'm, on this I'm, show, I'm apologizing on our behalf. I'm actually so I'm, I'm apologizing on Adam's behalf. And I'm not going to say it now. You just need to come <laughs> on Saturday to the Serbian corner and hear it again. So sorry. Saturday at 2 p.m. We are having a second episode of the Denver Nuggets uh, uh, game show show <laughs> on the Serbian corner and we'll have the returning champion from last Saturday. I won't say who he was because maybe you didn't catch the last show and come, we'll have great contestants again. You're doing really creative stuff, Miroslav, and that's what I love ab- about you. In, a, in your second language, no less, you're doing it all. Uh, Dude, live from... He, he, got Voya to comp- he got Voya to compliment him, which if you <laughs> think about it, Voya doesn't like anything. It's, so that's how I know you're you're doing a really good job. Um, okay, so let's um, you know, take me through this, man. How big of a win was this this last one in the quarters for for Serbia? How good has this run been? Because I know going into it, I at least was a little skeptical about how good this team could be. Yeah, Team Serbia uh, came to the World Cup with four, uh, without four out of their their top five guys. Uh, from the from the last uh, uh, European Champions Championship, and nobody really expected a lot out of them coming into the World Cup. But the thing is, it's very similar to the World Cup uh, from 1998, when we had a bunch of injured guys who couldn't play, and it was a lockout season, if you remember. So the U.S. team wasn't uh, made out of uh, NBA players as well. So it was just like a. a, a World Cup from from dreams because nobody expected anything and they came back with a gold medal. So this time around, this this is their fifth semifinals in the last uh, uh, seven World Championships, which is pretty cool. And uh, I have to say, I expected the quarterfinals because this is the way the the teams were matched up uh, against each other. But I expected a tougher game in the quarterfinals. It was supposed to be either America or Greece. But Greece sucked, so it was actually Lithuania who beat it, <laughs> the U.S. And it's not something to to be super proud of, beating Lithuania with 20 points after Lithuania beat the U.S. Because it's just the, you know, paper, rock, scissors kind of stuff. Matchups, right? It's just that the Lithuania is a really tough matchup for the team U.S. And Serbia is just a tough matchup for, for Lithuania because... We actually have good uh, perimeter defense this time around, 
and we're able to and and also rebounding. So this is why we were able right. to beat uh, uh, Lithuania well, without, comfortably without Jokic weighing you down. You know, <laughs> man, you woke up just wanting to stir the pot today a little bit. No, it's all, they, he just won a title, so it's fine. No, it you is know fine. I mean? Well, before we get there, though, Lithuania, Serbia, I don't know. Is this a rivalry in your mind or is it just a rivalry to my friend Milos, our, our mutual friend Milos? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know anybody that hates Lithuania as much as Milos does, <laughs> but but I have to tell you. Uh, Lithuania, for me, I always say this, they're a very noble basketball country because basketball is the sport number one in Lithuania. Yeah. And also, also they're like one of the two teams from Europe that never had an American player playing for them. Mm. Second one being Serbia. So this is the noble. This is like, yeah. like we, we feel <laughs> like it's, it's a specially pure kind of a kind of a rivalry between the two teams and there was never a blowout until this time around and this 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 one was really a blowout so it is i mean so for me as an outsider it does kind of feel like a special little run for serbia is it sort of reported that way do you feel that's the case that it's a little i mean the world cup is a little weaker than some of the other tournaments but nonetheless here you are three out of four teams remaining will get a medal yeah, I actually don't don't agree that World Cup is uh, is very uh, uh, is is low quality. The thing is, there were too many teams on the World Cup. There were th- thirty two teams, and those sixteen teams that fell out after first week were the ones that were not supposed to be there, including France. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, they shouldn't be invited back uh, into any international competition just, for a couple of years I after love, this. He just cracked up as soon as he said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say that. There are 16 teams now. Oh, actually, there are eight teams now. But when there was there, there were 16 teams. There were 10 teams from Europe, and the other teams that were out of, of, of Europe were really, really good teams. So basically, the best teams there are right now. Sure, there's no Jokic, there's no Yanis, there's no um, um, Sabonis, I guess. So uh, other than that, it's it's a really good uh, competition, and it shows you that the superstar can take your team in the FIBA competition only so far. If you have a really, really solid structure of the team, you can compensate not having the top level quality. And this is actually what happened to the team US against Lithuania, because Lithuania, like their best player is uh, Jonas Valanciunas, which who is like a like a probably eighth best center in the in the NBA. But why do you but think that FIBA is specifically play. for FIBA, Miroslav? Why why is it that that's the case? Uh, all the teams played together for many years. They know each other very well. They play many different types of actions, both on offense and defense. Many more, I would say, uh, types of, of plays comparing to the regular season NBA game. And, you know, the, the American players, for instance, they play with each other for the first time on this tournament. They, they actually met like four weeks before the tournament started. So it's harder for them to, to build up that, that kind of chemistry because pound per pound, Team US is by far the best team in the championship. But right. we will see if they will be able to, to win a gold with it. Because these other international programs are play, they, they play throughout the year. There are qualifications. There are other games. Hey, Team USA, we know we will focus in on some of these. Okay, now they're going to compete for a medal. But there's sort of there's always sort of something happening with these international programs in a way that I don't know if is the case with Team USA versus it feels yes. like a pickup team every time. Especially with a team like like Latvia, who is playing in the quarterfinals against Germany tomorrow. Latvia is a team that has two NBA stars in Porzingis and uh, and Davis Bertans, but yeah, all the other guys amazing. play in Europe, and most of them do not play in Euroleague. So they've been able to play together. Latvia was actually very confidently better than Serbia in the qualifications because they had all their guys. Unlike Serbia, who was you know uh, uh, decimated by by the by the players not being able to play during the leagues because of the leagues they're playing is the press taking though to votes point is the press taking a ewing theory approach with with nicola no no it really isn't it really isn't uh nobody's trying to 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 speak uh things like that good uh the fact be- before the the game against lithuania 
Lithuania was a slight favorite against Serbia. So you can say it's a bit of a surprise to get a blowout in different direction. But on the other hand, we're just grateful that coach Pesic actually coached this tournament really well so far. And, uh, you know, he didn't try to, to, to push the envelope and force the way he wants to play. He is actually adjusting really well yeah. to the opponents we've mm. seen. So I'm, You're too late. I, I was, I was very uh, angry after the Italy game because nothing changed right. comparing to last year. But then they came back against Dominican Republican Carl Anthony Towns. Oh my God, man! What kind of <laughs> superstar is that? And then, and then, <laughs> and then against Lithuania, really, really uh, good adjustments from from his side. So, so I'm optimistic uh, about playing either Slovenia or or Canada in the semifinals. So, walk us through Germany, Latvia. So there's actually six teams because there's only one half of the quarters have been played. Germany, Latvia, how do you think that shakes out? Ooh, I wouldn't be too surprised if Latvia takes another step forward. Is Franz because... Wagner still out? Oh, Franz Wagner is is game time decision for okay. tomorrow. The incredible we still don't Franz know Wagner. if he's playing. Hey, yeah, it, it makes a, a lot of change. Player, Miroslav? That's he's an excellent <laughs> player. Franz Wagner might be the best European player who is not top three in the MVP conversation. Man, I don't even Franz know what Wagner that means. Is <laughs> what does that mean? Talent. And being Giannis Jokic, Franz Wagner four. <laughs> yeah, are, wait, I think wait, I are we not counting Luca? 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 Not Embiid? Not Embiid? Giannis? No, no, not not Embiid. Luca, Giannis, Jokic, and then yeah, and Franz, then Wagner. Franz Wagner. Yeah. He's worse than he's better than Sabonis. He is. I, I firmly believe he's that. on my side, boys. He's no, no. the incredible Franz Wagner. Is, is, is he better than Paolo Bancaro? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> this is very controversial. You want to you want me to say some things I'm going to regret. Well, regret let's, hear about America. let's hear it. I mean, come on. Paolo Bancaro is just a rookie. Come on. Thank you me. cannot compare him to Franz Wagner. Come on. Fr Franz Wagner early. In the league He'll probably be better than him, but not now. I'm expecting all NBA from Franz Wagner this year. He's a good player. All right, what Th about those are my expectations. Canada, Slovenia, who is who Serbia would face the winner of that game. How do you see that one going? I, I really don't know because Slovenia is a much more experienced team comparing to Team Canada. But Team Canada played some really good games, except against Latvia in, in the group stages. And they had some really comfortable wins. But on the other side, you have you have Luka who is even more of a Luka on a Slovenian team. Like he has probably like a 80% usage on Slovenian team. It's really horrible to watch, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just that, that Slovenia has the, the, the advantage of experience comparing to the talent of, of Canada, which is higher. So where do you it's think- It's a coin flip for me. Do, what, what are your odds then you think of Serbia, you know, what, how would you rank their odds of winning the tournament, getting the silver, getting the bronze or coming in fourth? Yeah, well, if Serbia plays Slovenia in semifinals, I'm pretty confident they can beat them. Mm. And Canada is pretty tough because, I mean, Serbia would need to play a perfect first half and get like a 10 or 15 point lead at the half to be sure that they can win against Canada. And I think they can do that, but it's more tricky. So it, it's, it really depends on the, on the matchup. I'm more confident against Slovenia than, than against uh, Canada. And then on the other side, we'll see. We'll see if, if Franz Wagner recovers in time and Germany goes to the final. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if Germany beats the US oh, in, wow. the, in, the, in the semifinals. I re really wouldn't be too surprised about that. Germany is really good. I like it. Well, any hot take to get us out of here, Miroslav? I think he just uh, gave yeah, us one. Don't, don't bet on Team US to win gold. Oh, <laughs> Miroslav. Well, I'm telling you what, I am rooting. I, I hate to say this. I hate to admit this one. But there is a part of me. I'm rooting for Serbia. I'm rooting for somebody just said if Canada wins, they qualify for the Olympics. So I'm rooting I think for they already qualified. No, I think, I think they have. I don't know. Well, either way, yeah. I'm rooting for Canada to qualify because I want to see Jamal next year. Part of me does. I wouldn't mind if the U.S. beat Serbia in the finals. Wow! And then Jokic comes in ah. for the Olympics next year to get him over the hump. 
when Team USA mysteriously and weirdly adds Joel Embiid, but then goes backwards. Oh, that to me would be a good for my personal agenda. I wouldn't mind that one. I want everybody out there to know I am backing Serbia for the gold. <laughs> I'm Team Serbia all the way. Unlike Adam, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And who are we kidding? Pesic wouldn't play Jokic anyway, so it's fine. It's fine. Just... Hey, shouts to Ogi, by the way, on staff. You talk about being a little more malleable this year. I mean, I don't, who knows, but perhaps there is a little influence there. Yeah, nice to assist Ogi on the Serbia staff. Thank you. I cannot wait to congratulate the gold medal to the Denver Nuggets assistant, Ogi Stojakovic. Uh, hey, because that, that might might burn a bit, you know. <laughs> I love it. Miroslav, thanks so much. Everybody tune in. Serbian Corner every Saturday. We'll see you, buddy. All right. Take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to get to players that we expect to rise this year into the stratosphere. Guys, it's been a long time. Seven months without NFL football. Oh, but, oh, baby. That changes this weekend. Week one, NFL season is here, and we've got Broncos Raiders on Sunday. I've never been this into football, guys. In the afternoon I'm time so slot. Whew, I'm so I in. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, for all I'm your betting needs, now. though, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. If you're a new customer, you can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. So if you haven't signed up with DraftKings, you've been putting it off. This is the perfect time to do it. Deposit, like I said, um, they're giving you a can't miss offer, $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is deposit five bucks, bet that on any NFL game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR, you gotta use code DNVR. Sign up, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just five bucks. I don't even think your bet has to win. Just to bet five bucks, put it on any NFL game, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Uh, Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothook Casino Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See draft. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Once you've got that app downloaded, you've got that can't miss offer. You're looking for can't miss bets. Let's do a pick of the week, fellas. Oh, let's do it. And I know I that wind where just directed us towards the NFL. Yeah. And I know that this is a basketball show. Yeah. And I know that Miroslav just gave us some betting advice. You're going to do the thing that's going to annoy the hell out of I'm going to do the thing that's going to annoy the hell out of you. I'm going right back where we started. I am Buffs Pilled, Colorado. Oh, the- Colorado <laughs> minus three. I thought you were going to give me some Mil- Inter Milan or Inter Miami or something like that, where I was like, Soccer. my God, the best sports week of the right, entire year. Relax. I'm not that far into Messi. I mean, not betting. Uh, Colorado minus Let's three. Go. I got it at minus 115. I just don't understand the spread. Yeah. They just, I if they were motivated to beat TCU, they're going to be motivated to beat Nebraska. They look so good. They look so good. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing, so bet at your own risk and bet responsibly. But Colorado minus three, minus 115. Juicy. All righty. I love it. It's been great seeing you guys jump on the bandwagon. I'm all in, man. How can you not be? How can you not? next to this boulder boy. All right. Wait. Hang on. I got to tell the people about Volo Sports, the largest Uh social sports company in the U.S., where we play so the kids can play for free. What are we playing? Man, there are leagues throughout the city everywhere from beer in hand kickball to bowling if you see a group of people that looks a lot like dnvr that's probably us we have leagues we can compete if you're a free agent in the volo system you might be able to compete with or against us these leagues are in Lodo, Rhino, Uptown, City Park, The Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, DU, Anglewood, Arvada, Aurora, Northfield, and more. Fall leagues are open now. Sign up before it's too late. Get your Volo Pass and start playing in leagues as free agent today. Make sure to use code DNVR10 for $10 off at www.volosports.com Denver. Some breaking news here, by the way, pertaining to Denver. AT&T Sportsnet Rocky Mountain shutting down. 
No Rockies broadcast for next season currently. Cool, sick. Um, so yeah, it's not a big loss. <laughs> Jeez. But it is, a, and more importantly, it is interesting because when Altitude went down, there was a lot of people saying like, oh, well, AT&T is pulling it off or whatever. And it's like, guys, this is a thing that's happening everywhere. Right. There is talk that, oh, AT&T could just buy Altitude and right, put right. the games on there. Right, right exactly. Like that obviously was never going to happen. So I, I only say that it's like a weird to take a victory lap on this because there were a lot of people in town who I think had ulterior no motives to say like Altitude's the problem, this or that. And, it, and the more you looked into it, the more you get into it, you're like, there's a wave coming that's kind of sweeping up, and Altitude was the first, and yeah. it's honestly hitting Bally's. And know, there's a lot of stuff with ESPN and Disney and Charter right now, yep. and it feels like in a year, broadcasting sports could look just <laughs> totally different. There's like only illegal streams <laughs> and nothing yeah. else. It's going to go... It's going to be awesome. The, the, the stream is on thednvr.com. I like how every <laughs> franchise is worth $10 billion. Every right. player signs a $500 million contract and yet it's not available to anyone. It's going to yeah. go Maybe all something's the way back wrong. to just the ABC games, except only a third of the country has cable That's anymore. So we're we're watching Nuggets games on tape delay yeah. at midnight like we did in the 70s. Four times a year. It's, it's my biggest thing about when people are talking about it, like Doc Dr. J or this or that. I'm always like, he was on television like eight times in his career. Yeah. That's going to be Jokic for the rest of his career. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of his career. All right. Neither here nor there. Guys, the meet today show, though, I wanted to look at. We talk about Jamal Murray, who is already a star, taking the leap to being a superstar this year, that this might be the year he does it. And we've also talked about the possibility, maybe a little bit less so likely, of Michael Porter taking sure. a similar leap to where he already a name. This isn't a guy that was off the radar, but going to that next level. So I thought it would be fun to kind of look at some other players that are sort of fit that bill. They might be players that are bigger stars, but still that that just go up a meaningful level here. And I'm going to start with one that I just think is the most obvious. And this is almost a little bit cheating. I actually, in fact, I think it is cheating. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I have Shea Gildas Alexander, who it's weird because you look at him and go, he's already considered like a top 15 player in the NBA, this or that. The more I think and the more I watch Shea, I go... He might be top three MVP candidate next year, and he might be a guy that actually has as good of a case as anyone, but just doesn't get it because it's his first year sort of being in that tier. Am I on an island here and thinking that? I really love this dude's game. I, he's so dominant, and I just feel like he's primed to be like, we look back at this and go, how did we have him as the 15th best player? He's the fifth best player. He's number one on my list for this. He's above Anthony Edwards for me. Um, I, man, I love that take. I'm I'm with you, man. And, and I've been on the Thunder all summer. I love the Thunder. I think they can be like a four seed next season. That would not really surprise me. That's how you get in that MVP conversation, yes. by the way. Your team has to be And good. they have the roster to do it. They're a good defensive team. And Shea is just going to put up crazy numbers, too, because he doesn't have to like share the ball with Carl Anthony Towns and throw lobs to Rudy Gobert. He can just kind of Luka Doncic in yep. yeah. for the Thunder. So he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. I mean, he's an incredible player already, and it just seems like he's getting better and better every season, every month. Um, so, yeah, man, I, he's number one on my list. Here's the only reason, though, to push back on it. His numbers were pretty absurd last year. I was just going to say. Nobody right, really knew. Yeah. <laughs> that That's true. And there was a little bit of, I don't think this was thrown at against him too much, but there's always the let's wait and see what it looks like when it's a part of winning basketball thing. But as you were just saying, 31.4 points per game last year. The only argument would be that he's already made this leap, but I'm with you in the public perception. The narrative leap. That, that there is, he could be one of the guys after at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Josh Giddy, his teammate, is another one. And I'm looking at his numbers because I actually expected him to be a little bit lower. He was at 17, 8, and 6 last year. That's that's pretty absurd numbers. But Those I do crazy. wonder that if he's another guy that this year, like when people talk about how good can OKC be, part of me goes, I think they have the sneaky, already great players on the roster. They do. They just haven't quite all been there together. Now they got consistent. Chet Holmgren, too. So I look at Josh Giddy as another guy that could he be in an all-star conversation last year, 17, eight and seven is really good numbers. It's the scoring that just would have to go up or the assists that would have to go up a little bit more. Yeah. But those numbers to me, if you told me he averaged next year, 18, eight and eight, like that's Steve Nash in his prime numbers. <laughs> that's crazy. Honestly, that's crazy. And it's really only more two more points per game. So he was another guy. Those two guys, I just think that by this time next year, we might be talking about them completely differently. Yeah. And it's even 
he can do that. All right, so what he shoot last year? Thirty two percent from three. He doesn't even have to be a sniper, but if that's thirty six and a half, right. you know what I mean? That that can be that can be how he makes that point leap. So um the next one I have on my list, Tyrese Halliburton. These are kind of obvious choices, sure. but again, mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton had a great year. He's obviously on Team USA and playing an inter- uh, integral role. But is it possible that this time next year he's another guy that maybe is in the Shea Gilgis Alexander path, where next year he's considered a top fifteen guy? Because right now he's Absolutely. not that. But absolutely, and you look at the Pacers; they're another team that you know could sneak up on some people next season. Halliburton, Miles Turner, you got some nice guards Matherin. there. Brucey B's coming. So they're a team that could be on the rise. I think they'll be, you know, in play for some of those last playoff spots in the East. And Halliburton, I mean, he could run a team like Shea Gilgis Alexander, except, you know, not shoot it every time. Right. Get others right. involved. Right. The thing about Halliburton, too, is pitched as this almost like Uber Monte Morris type in terms of control of the game, not. Anything. It kind of is, though. Sure, the Iowa but, State connection. Sure, sure. But then what I'm in, the three-level scoring at the oh, NBA level yeah. is, I think, ahead of where even some of the safer projections had. Like, this guy's a, right. this guy can play point guard, but I think he can just play perimeter in the NBA. And there's a third, to me, I, I see or perceive these, the confidence in this. Like, when things start to click for you and it coincides with you get a runway and then you get to play for Team USA and... You've seen yourself hit enough step back threes at the highest level, and all of a sudden that stuff starts to seem easier. Mm-hmm. And I just think he is in a prime position to just, you know, it, it, take the reins and, and make the leap himself. Don't yeah. you think? So this is three guards we just named: Giddy Shea and Tyrese Halliburton, and like Murray, kind of gunning for the All Star spots. I know you know Halliburton's obviously in the East, but even All NBA and just best of, best of the guards or whatever. I almost feel like the field's getting more crowded, not less. And that's one thing to kind of factor in here. But there is one player that I wonder might be exiting frame. Mm-hmm. And this is my personal hot take. John Morant, currently a superstar and considered a top 14 players, 15 players, somewhere in there. He's kind of considered in that range. I look at this and I go, I wonder if this is a year where he's not there. And is there any world where this could become Desmond Bain's team? Where he becomes like the leading voice and they play so I well. I mean, it might be David Roddy's team for all we it know. Might be David Roddy's team. But I look at John Morant and I just go, I would not be surprised if this year his he goes from superstar to star. Yeah. Well, he's missing the first 20 games. So that's not going to help. That's going to put him behind the eight ball early. And yeah, you wonder how the team looks for those first 20 games without him. You know, if they look great or solid even, it's going to be a little awkward. And they did have that run without him. Twice. In the games without him. Twice. So, yeah. Two years in a row. Yeah. I, I don't... There's something to Jaw as, you know, lead ball handler and the way he plays that is going to command the attention, the face of the team attention, I think, as long as he's on the floor. But I actually think he's a prime candidate to run into some of the hurdles that just about all these guys do. Okay, can he do it in the playoffs? Can he score in the playoffs? Where does it come from? And does the pushback start for Jaw? And is it expedited by some of the stuff that he's going through and the games that he can't play? But let me ask this, though, because I'm glad you brought that up, but I'm going to disagree with you in one way. The cultural impact is the part I kind of wonder about. What if 20 games into the season, the team kind of has a nice vibe and they're different? Because the last few years, some of this is Dylan Brooks. A lot of this is John Morant, where they have this like, the young punks, right? Like we're gonna talk trash to the established guard. We're, we're not afraid. afraid. We're good in the West. That kind of swagger, and I just want that to me isn't an immature swagger. It's the the type of energy you bring when you haven't got over the hump yet, and you're kind of like being loud. But Memphis yeah. is no longer that team. They've been that for the last two years. I do wonder if they're a more mature team. You bring in Marcus Smart. You got Desmond Bain growing up, and you have Jaron Jackson coming off Team USA. I just wonder if twenty games in, it's like. No, we're kind of a quiet team now. We're, we're a quiet, disciplined, workmanlike team. And he comes in with that energy, and it's like, yo, that's where his star kind of fades. Like, hey, yeah. there's a room for you in the style of play, but culturally, we're no longer that. Yeah. Do you think he could get traded? I do think he could get traded. I don't think he will. But I do see a world where it's Maybe like... Maybe like in the summer? Probably more that than it would be like midseason. But I just... It, it wouldn't be surprising to me if this was a team that is like starting to move on in weird ways, and then wouldn't next summer they have all. to move on. And John Morant goes from 
There's just that explosive mold of player just always shoots out into the league like a cannon, and then sometimes they continue that, Russell Westbrook, but sometimes they don't, whether it's injury or whether it's just stylistically. Mm-hmm. A team's like, man, this chaos energy is hard to build around, Sure, yeah. and we're going to go with something else. John Moran, a prime candidate. All right, what about John Collins? This one's really interesting to me. <laughs> this is Adam special. We talk a lot about John Collins. <laughs> I mean, I John Collins, I feel like I'm lower on than the than the um, collective NBA new environment. World. Though. New environment, maybe less, even less of a role though. Um, but no Trey Young. <laughs> sure. But Colin Sexton, <laughs> you're right. That's like, <laughs> is the star leap even what John Collins? No, the the leap with John Collins is becoming the next Aaron Gordon. I was just gonna say oh, that. I you really know, was. that's everybody's favorite parlor NBA game to play. Right. Who's gonna be the next Aaron Gordon? He's got this okay. elite athlete. Yeah. He's Who's got gonna tools. go from this empty stats, bad situation, and go to a new environment and really find himself and start playing winning basketball? A lot of people think that can be John Collins. I'm with you. I think it can in a way. I just don't see him having the the ceiling that Aaron Gordon did in his in new role. It won't happen in Atlanta. <laughs> so well, but he's, he's in, in Utah, Utah now. now. No, he's oh, in Utah. Right, that's that's he got right. traded. Yeah. Me, yeah. That's why I put him on this list is when a player goes somewhere new, yeah. you wonder if it's going to like meaningfully change that's it. That's right. Yeah. Well, right. there is a good there are good vibes in Utah right now. There are like guys are going there playing well. It doesn't the expectations are low enough. Right. It's a good it's a good place for that. Uh, I got this is a D-line special I threw in there. I saw he was in the chat. Jalen Green to regress or make the leap? Either one. I just, I honestly, you <laughs> could go they're both any, on the table. Well, like right now, Jalen Green is like a high upside prospect. But if he does, this could be the year where it's like, no, he's not. He's not a high, he's no longer a high upside prospect. Or it could be the year where it's like, oh, he made the, this is what we were waiting for. Houston has a lot of guys they can pick from too, is yep. the thing. Like, oh, this is now this guy's team instead. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Which way th- would you go? I, I mean, th- I'm not Jalen Green guy. So. I, I don't think about Houston very much. I would say, I mean, I think Jalen Green is talented enough to get better before he gets worse. You know whose careers he could mirror? A Kuzma or a Julius Randle. These guys that were actually good were overhyped a little bit. For them, it was Lakers for Jalen Green just because he was a top pick. Who ends up having to go to another place where it's like, he is a good player, but he wasn't what... He should have been. He should have been a star, and he's not. He's just a good player, and he it takes a while for him to arrive there because he has to bounce to three different teams before mm-hmm. settling into a nice six-man. Yeah. I can could see be. that. Could and this be. could be the year of that. Like you said, they have a lot of players, so they could move on from him. One guy I think could make this kind of leap is Tyrese Maxey. I think he's going to get maybe an opportunity leap. He's already yeah. had plenty in Philly, 20 points per game last year, 43 from three, just under 50 from the field. But But he's not a big two. Um, but no, this year it could be well with Harden potentially exiting stage left in the most dramatic, annoying way possible on the floor. Does this just shift to more maxi responsibility? And with a guy who has regular season gravity the way Embiid does, you know, in a perimeter oriented league, Maxi can put up numbers, no doubt. Now, you will have some questions in the course of his career is he too small? Can he de- defend? What do the lineups look like? But in a regular season, a long Embiid with Harden pouting, there's room for Maxi to take, I think, a real leap. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll happen? Do you think Maxi becomes a legitimate second option? Because that's what a leap he would be will for him. be, but he isn't. I mean, he's not your second best player on a championship team or on a contender. He's just not. I think he probably is going to be that guy for Philly for Philly though this season. But that they'll come up short though. I'm yeah. saying yeah. Well, there's a lot of guys that are the second best player on a team, but they're not good enough to be that. He's, sure. he's like, uh, I, I don't want to give him away. He's a guy on my regression list, uh, but he's like this guy to me. Yeah, but he could, I think his points per game could go up. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. He's going to pour it in. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, I got, man, as I'm going through my list, I have kind of more regression candidates than I do mm-hmm. have breakout ones, but I do have a couple more breakout ones as well. Same. Kind Love, guys. Love having Kind Love as a partner here at DNVR. DNVR. They are super local, just like us. They're Colorado through and through. They've got top-of-the-line products, great service. They were one of the first dispensaries in Colorado, established all the way back in 2010. So they know how to do their shit. Um, Authentic genetics, patient grow techniques. It's one of the highest quality brands in Colorado. And of course... Uh, they have the turbo joints, their turbo core, 
the 100 milligram stick that looks like a toothpick, it's what you need. The turbo joint, 0.7 grams of whole bud, 0.3 grams of turbo keef. They've got awesome prices, awesome deals. You can get eights for $20 out the door, ounces for 100 bucks out the door. You can visit one of their stores. They got one in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR, you get the DNVR exclusive discount, 25% off all Kind Love Flower Pringles and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website if that's your thing, kindlove.com. Use the code DNVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. Adults recreate too, and maybe your thing is more in the beer department. How about Breckenridge Brewery? Or why not both? Uh, if you like beers at all, you'll love all the Breck beers at DNVR. And right now is a great time of year to try the Mountain Beach Sour, which is on tap here at York and Colfax for just six bucks. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. I'm calling it, by the way, next week. <laughs> what are you calling? Next Monday. On this very show, I think I'm going to crack my first avalanche amber. <laughs> How do you call that? Tune that in. To you? I look at the weather reports. There's no, do kids not look at the weather reports these days? First I look at all, the weather no. report. Look at the flannel on my guy Kale though. He's it's shining today. It's supposed to be like nice and warm, but like not too warm. No, it's like 65 yeah, on that's Monday. What I mean. Fall like, weather. First, that's first. avalanche amber weather. That's avalanche amber weather. I can't wait. I've been what, waiting. Whatever, whatever your vibe is, Breck has a beer that fits it. Check it out at breckbrew.com and check out the Breck Beer Locator to find a brew near you. I was up in Breckenridge this weekend, man. I love Breck. Nice it's so so gorgeous. I told you I saw the crossbill. Really the beer good just flowing from the mountains. Fe the here I, this one I put the Phoenix Trio because it seems somewhat inconceivable to me that all three have regular years. One of them has to regress. Don't you feel like just you one know of them? who it's gonna be? Bradley Beal. Of course. I had Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, Kevin Durant's gonna get his man. <laughs> Kevin Durant does kind of have the thing where he like yields to everyone. I mean, Russell he does, Westbrook but his he whole still career. gets his. I'm saying right now, Kevin Durant still somehow, somehow sneaks into these best players in the world. <laughs> You're so right. By the end of the year, I think that will be definitively over. Wow, that's that's right. But he's still going to be part of the big two. Peppers? That's Correct. only two peppers. Well, because I agree with wind. I'm not saying that he's Kate, washed. I'm not saying that he's washed. I'm just, I watched him in the playoffs last year. Is he going to be better? <laughs> he's barely in that conversation. He's like hanging on to that conversation. I feel like he's pretty much out of I it. I just though. think he's there's a level ours, down. But he's still in everyone else's. Is he? Yeah, I he feel like people know he's, now. By the end of the year, to me, it was that way Booker, last year, but Booker Durant will be clear to me by the end of the year. But but Bradley Beal, you think will be the guy that sacrifices? Oh, he is think. he is the clear Kevin Love, Chris Bosh of this trio. What does he well, do? Yeah. What are his skills there? But though? but that's the thing, you know, like those lockdown Chris Bosh, Kevin Love complemented, you know, the the big two in Cleveland and yeah. Miami. Bradley Beal doesn't compliment Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Yeah, he does the same exact thing as those guys. Let, let's run through. I, I want to be quick because I got a lot bucket. of names here. So let's kind of be quick. LeBron. We've been wondering this for years. Is sure, this is maybe. this the one though? Is maybe, this the probably. one where it's like, or is it just games? Like he just won't play. I a lot think of games it's just games. But yeah. when he does play, he still. I think he's still at the level. But yeah. it's like last year's level though. He can have that half that he had in the playoffs. He can do that. Right. And he was the best player on that team when he was doing that. Mm -hmm. But can he do it every game? At two halves a game? I don't know. I, I think when you look at a player's curve, like product productivity curve. It's exponential both ways, up and down. And I do just wonder if this is the year where you're kind of like 15 games into it and you're like, LeBron's averaging 14 a game? You There's know, like, no way that's going to be the or, case. Or, or maybe it's LeBron shooting 20% from three. That might be it. I mean, yeah. But he's kind of kinda done that, you know, month here, month there, a couple months. You know, he's done that in the past it's before. I'm just saying it's exponential on the way out, man. Yeah. I, I've got a guy who I think it gets the... Um, like the okay, that's cute kind of treatment. I think Darren Fox is ready for maybe a different which way leap. Oh, up! You oh, think? I thought you were going the other way. I think was too the way you set that. Oh up. no, 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 no! It's because I think the Kings might. But I don't. Oh. Think, maybe, but I would. By the end of that series, still wasn't sure if either the Kings or the Warriors were good. But when the dust still settled, not really sure. Still not sure. But when the dust settled, what I felt like I knew was that Fox was ready for that series. Mm. It was not the reason they lost. Pretty high on the reason list of reasons they were in it. And so I don't know if he's a top tier guard, but is he? Ready to be a 16-win guy in a way he doesn't get talked about. I like that you guys are on opposite ends of this. It makes for yeah, a fun I'm little... I'm not a Kings guy. 
I'm not a Kings guy either, but I think I'm a De'Aaron Fox guy. I think I'm with you. De'Aaron Fox was nasty, but I could also see the the Kings being bad and and it being like. I mean, I don't think they're going to be bad. I just think they're not going to be the two seed. That's what I mean. Is I could see them being just one of the. They'll be in the mix. Yeah. Um, Can I give you a regression candidate? Brandon Ingram. (laughs) Well, he might be my number one regression candidate. He's going to put up points in New Orleans, but it's not going to mean anything. A little bit of breaking news. You see Trey Murphy just tore his meniscus? What? I did see that. Trey, yeah, just came out during the show. Hey, what, Trey Murphy, one of you guys listen to the show, but one of my favorite role players. Like, Are, you, are you okay? I am okay. okay? I am still have Herb okay. Jones, but I am But I really like Trey Murphy, and so that's a bummer. But maybe it does factor into Ingram. I don't know. Getting... I just think this, this might be the year New Orleans decides to pull the plug. You know, They've kind of been dancing around it. The last couple years with Zion, and it's like if if it all doesn't come together in the first couple months for them, it might be time. All right, and I, I mean Brandon Ingram, like case in point, Team USA. Like why yeah, is he course. on Team USA? Like yeah. I, there's no he, need for him. I, do you know the answer to that? There's an actual answer. Like Nike? No, he played for the Lakers when he started his career. Oh, okay. I'm not even kidding about this. Like okay. he got yeah. the Lakers bump, and now. But I mean, if you're looking for a guy that's the definition of empty stats, it's Brandon Ingram. And I just think this is the year everybody realizes that like he can't be your number one player on a contender. He might not even be able to be your number two guy. And it's just time to rethink what the Pelicans can, are doing. Vote. Can I give you a trade I, I, that I kind of love that I just thought of? Yeah. John Morant for Brandon Ingram. You already got your two guards in Memphis, so you yeah. just need a wing now. If I'm if I'm a Grizzlies fan, I'm breaking a TV if you make Why? that trade. John Why? Morant for Brandon Ingram? I just went across saying I think we, John Morant might be a little overrated. Sure, but I don't know if Brandon Ingram fits the culture you're going for in Memphis. <laughs> well, John Morant trade, doesn't either. You might just be trading yeah. I don't think the answer is Brandon Ingram. But you Ingram. might not need him to be that. And then you go to the other area. Let's go to New Orleans. Is that a coherent and functional team? Probably not. But you have Zion, who nobody physically matches up with, and Ja, who nobody physically matches up with. And it's like, you know what? We're just a chaos team that like physically is so weird. <laughs> Forty uh, combined games from the stars this year, but yeah, <laughs> that part I too. do think Brandon Ingram, though, for all the hate I'm spilling on him, he could have a little Aaron Gordon potential. Where if he goes to the exact right situation like and is just USA. like, <laughs> no, <laughs> if he were to go to like the Warriors, yeah, and like Draymond and Steph could mold him into Wiggins, but just the offensive <laughs> yeah, version. <laughs> no, he's Wiggins, but the offensive version of him. I love this idea of like if we send him to the greatest culture in basketball over the last thirty years. Yeah, maybe he'll like fit in. Hey, that's what people were saying about Wiggins before. It is very true. Uh, you guys know who I'm high on, Walker Kessler. I think Walker Kessler is sneaky good. Like he just protect. I mean, he's never gonna have a sexy game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a Gobert like rise where it's where the metrics are. I know that sounds really funny to say, but where the metrics are just like, yeah, Utah's like a top five defense, and he, you know, when he's on the court, nobody scores in the paint and stuff. I think he has that potential just because of his size and timing. He's good, no doubt. He's he's really good. Could he be a guy though that like single handedly elevates a team that's not even? I mean, he kind of did last year. Kind of did, yeah. So I. I, I could see it. But yeah. he's not talked that way. Right. He's not talked about like a defensive corner. If you said the best defensive anchors in the league, you would get to 20 names before you mentioned Walker Kessler. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if next year he's in the short list of like seven or eight names. I could see it. While we're while we're in the area, Lowry Markinen. I was looking this up today. I could not believe how many points per game Lowry Markinen averaged was, last year. I'm glad you... He averaged 25.6 points what per game. What the hell? Year. Adam, do you know how many he averaged the year prior in Cleveland? 16, 15. 14, 14. 14. 8. Almost 14.8. like he won most improved player. Yeah. And I think... But what direction would he go, though? Well, That's the thing I'm like... But I, but I mean, can he stay at that? He was an all-star. Can yeah. he stay in that level? And that's... Yeah. We looked at him as a streaky kind of guy. A guy who looks great at international play, right? And then, but yeah. then he thrived at Eurobasket, and that actually carried over in a new environment. Can you win a championship with him scoring 25 points per game? Fine, whatever, I don't know. But does he get the opportunity to do this again, and can he do it again? I'm kind of 25. There was still time for him to show us who he was. Maybe he made a leap. Mm-hmm. A, a, a guy I'm picking here to make the leap, 
I, I just have always liked Cade Cunningham. Oh, and yeah, last that's, year a, he, that's a clear one. Last year he was injured a little bit, but there was a little bit of a, is this guy an actual star or is he like a high-level role player, this or that? I kind of think this year he becomes a star. I think that's pretty pretty good bet. Yeah, I think that one's safe. And then the other one I like here, two players opposite direction. James Wiseman, I think this is the last year we hear from him. This is my prediction. He's going to China? I think he might be in China uh, after this year. And then conversely, I love Isaiah Stewart. Mm. I love Isaiah Stewart. I wouldn't be surprised. Like you have the young, shiny, you know, James Wiseman. You put him out there, you're like this guy's not a player at all. This guy's terrible. Right. And then the workhorse, unsexy Isaiah Stewart, and you're like, no, this guy when he's on the court, they're always a plus twelve. Right. I like Isaiah Stewart. He too. guards and he rebounds, and he's tough as shit. He's just tough, man. He's a throwback. You got one? Bridges. We talked about Bridges Mikhail. At all? Yeah. I think it happened. Has last it happened year. already? I don't see him going to superstar. Okay. Right. I mean, the the guy I think might also fall off. Brooke Lopez. Sneaky old man. Brooke Lopez has been an anchor defensively and all these different things. But again, like I said, the downside is steep. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't be surprised if we get into it and it's like teams have figured out Brooke Lopez because he can't guard the way he has the yeah. last few years. Yeah. Mm. A guy I like to make the leap is Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota. Yeah. I think people might put him in the best defender in the NBA conversation. And he's kind of a candidate to take on a bigger role offensively, too, especially if they get Carl Towns out of there. So, I I, I mean, I think he's going to be a, a major factor next year. What do you think he can be offensively? Because I was going to say Mikhail Bridges, but he's not that good. No. What no. can he be offensively? Because I agree. Defensively, I'm with you. He's, like, unbelievable. Yeah. It's a good question. He's like a good slasher is what you're kind of looking for. Here. I mean, I was kind of thinking uh, Orlando Aaron Gordon for yeah, a second. No, no, you might be right. Maybe it's Aaron Gordon. That type of player. More of a 3-4 than a 4-3. But yeah. yeah. I don't know if this fits the description of the segment. I'm ready to turn on Drew Holiday. <laughs> I think the shot selection. We're, we're sucks. just we're just pushing Giannis out of Milwaukee yeah. with every segment. I just think the shot selection so kind of sucks. You know? We're reading the tea um, leaves here. I the shot selection. He's too young though, and too good. Like he's still and on that team. Holiday, thirty two. He ain't young, but I'm saying he's not. He's not old enough to be like. Oh my god, he's so much worse than he was. Right, he's no, gonna be. A, he's, he's gonna be the same guy where he guards everyone really well. And you're right, his shot selection isn't good. But guess what? That's how Milwaukee plays. I know. I know. I'm just. They have a new yeah, coach. I'm just though. joking. Um, Scotty Barnes was an interesting one for me because I think that Toronto is falling apart. He had a disappointing second season, and I don't. I think. He, I kind of wonder if he's more the second season guy than he was the first season guy, and that team falling apart coinciding with his like kind of fall. I just wonder if the spotlight goes more on him, and it's like, yeah, he actually doesn't have this. Mm, yeah, um, potentially. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't like a player like Scotty Barnes. You got to have some options around him, you know. Yeah, it's tough for a guy like that can blossom into something. But the runway, his first elite skill is defense tools, defensive tools. That's just that's a that's it's such a project. And he was he flashed so much right away that it got really exciting. But I don't know if he's a guy who the way he plays the position he plays, he's primed to just turn into a new player. All right, let's take a quick break. On the other end, we were going to do another segment. We might push it to tomorrow, but I have a couple more names on this list that I think are kind of interesting. And again, we can wrap it up and bring it back to Nuggets and just think about what what does this list kind of mean as we go through all these different players. Guys, for the Denver summer, for wherever you are during the summer, you need sunglasses. Got to get hooked up with some Shady Rays. Best sunglass brand on the market. Use code DNVR. You're going to get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. If you want to uh, check out Shady Rays in person and you're local, they got a location at Park Meadows Mall. Full stop shop for all Shady Rays. Uh, You can also go to ShadyRays.com, browse their whole selection. They got all different styles, all different colors, whatever type of sunglass you're into. You can find it. ShadyRays.com. The best thing about Shady Rays, they have great customer service. If you lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Uh, You can also return or exchange your new Shady Rays within 30 days. Again, no questions asked, no risk when you shop. ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. 
rated five stars by 250,000 people. Quick PSA about our friends Bacchus and Shanker. You can chase the buses down. They're not on it. They're not there. So if you're looking to meet them, that's not the way to do it. You should actually just call them at 222-2222. If you get run over by a Bacchus and Shanker bus, can you still call them? Probably. That would be pretty <laughs> ironic, though. I think, they, I think they told us the answer to that question. I got to check my notes. <laughs> They've probably gotten that question before. They help with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. We can even help. They can even help. Excuse me. If you're injured at work. Ow, that's crazy, man. Wow, wow that just happened right desk? as you did the... Are you the... kidding? Wow. Huh. Oh, anyway. wait, wait. Is Bex's Shaker going to sue us two, now? Two, <laughs> two. Uh, call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case. Remember, they don't charge you to speak or to take on your case. They charge you if they've won your case, and they win, baby. Call Bacchus and Shaker. Man, back here, final segment. Some bangers in the chat. Rob Nuggs says, can't wait to see about eight Aaron Gordons next year. It's true. We did just anoint, like, eight Aaron Gordons. Yeah. We just ran through. Everybody has an Aaron Gordon, it turns out. I mean, out. It, that's, that's, it was Wiggins last year. That's true. We were correct in calling AG this year. I, I think you're right. And so. then uh, I saw another good one. Oh, yeah. J.K. Walrus says, I predict Cat not to make the leap, claim he made the leap, and then change the game. <laughs> <sighs> you're right. That is absolutely He might going make to the leap in Charlotte. <laughs> hey, man. He would put up some numbers out there, him and LaMelo. Um, <laughs> where are we at on Ben Simmons? I can't go to Win first. I got to go to you first because I know on. what Win's going to say. Well, Ben Simmons out. <laughs> you just think he's out. So you think it's I'm, over. For I, I would say the burden of proof. He looks great in the photos. Ben. <laughs> he looks great in the photos. Have you seen him? He looks ripped. Yeah. I Listen. He's been in the lab. There is no player in the NBA except for Joel Embiid, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> who has the burden of proof is on them right now more like I just can't until he does it I'm not even entertaining did it. you guys see over the weekend he said that if if he were traded he'd want to go to Philly I love that <laughs> him and Kat have to team up man those two have to team up somewhere so you're that out on it that it's laughable the idea that Ben Simmons might actually have a Markel Fultz-esque bounce back to where it's like oh there it is yeah, I don't see how you could talk yourself into that. <laughs> the guy willingly sat out the last two years. Willingly. <laughs> like, I don't want to play basketball anymore. All right. I'm sorry I asked. Shout out, shout out Ben Simmons' stylist, who may be the world's worst at reading a room. No one has ever just got a great photographer in the background now. more. And he's a S tier photographer, oh, whoever that guy is. God, as he pops on the sideline every game, and I'm like, you'd think you'd want to just kind of. Find a hoodie or something. Yeah, like yeah. What about Tyler Hero? Well, I think in in um, I think in Portland. Uh, just kidding. I don't know. Do you just think? I mean, on. honestly, it might be though. I, Tyler I, Hero's in a perfect spot right now where it's unclear just how valuable he is as a player. I agree yeah. with that, but I think in Portland, he would just sort of be in an, uh, uh, that off with Simons. You know what I mean? Like I don't oh, know yeah. like, how much of this is. Yeah. I know he can get buckets. I know that. Yeah. You know, how much is he a winning player? He's a pretty, he's not a Portland guy. <laughs> I've got to wonder if we're asking that question about Tyler Hero for just the next five years. Right. You Every know? year. We and go we never it. actually find that out. Yeah, it could be. Is he a winning player? Is, is he? he? I don't know. We'll see this year. He does it. He, I mean, he's can be a helpful and productive player in the NBA, but it does feel like will it ever be more than a, okay, he took that shot and is he hot tonight? If we would have done this list last year, Jalen Brunson would have been a guy that should have been picked because yes. he went from a very good second star to like the cornerstone guy. But where do we see him this year? I think he maintains his status. Stays yeah, right probably there. about where he was last year. Yeah, they had. I saw uh, NBA or no ESPN did a survey of all their NBA writers, and they had I think the Knicks' third best odds to win. They're the kind of a sexy pick in the East. Yeah, the East is. Back to everybody knowing that it's terrible. There's also a, a Knicks ESPN CAA thing there oh, that might be man, like dude. a little. Which is really funny because just ask Knicks fans and they'll tell you. Adam, no. don't you know the league is better when the New York Knicks <laughs> yeah, the are, are good? Tell, yeah. tell my New York sports group chat that Those, the Knicks are going to win the yeah. East. That title in 67 is just still, it's, it's oh, still there. I'm sorry. I was talking about actual journalists, unbiased journalists uh, picking the Knicks and CAA. Um, what about Trey Young? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, I got a hot take. I think this year, him and John Morant might both go the same route. Or it was like, yeah, they, you know, that that, that they might have already, we might have already reached peak jaw, and we might have reached peak Trey. I agree. 
I mean, everybody's been talking themselves into the Quinn Snyder effect. Oh, yeah. he's got Quinn Snyder there. Offensive genius. You know, he's going to turn Trey Young into a... I just, I just don't think Quinn Snyder even has that ability. He's a good coach, but, like, he can't do that. They could. They might party together? <laughs> You're so terrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, last one I have for you guys that I think is kind of interesting, Evan Mobley. If you look at... Evan Mobley, we all agree, is a fantastic player. I love Evan Mobley. But his rookie and sophomore seasons, the numbers are like literally the same within 0.1 in almost every stat. And I look at it and I go, is there a leap for a player like him or is he just a pretty good player who's good and deep? He's kind of good all around. Because to me, I think he has star potential. But he, <sighs> yeah, he the- took, he flatlined so much last year. Um, I mean, he's got to take a bunch of steps offensively, right? Like he's got to be able to shoot threes probably. <laughs> He's got to just take a leap there, I think. Who's his point guard? Uh, Garland. Garland. Yeah, but not him, really. <laughs> Who has the ball in his hands the most? Oh, is, Donovan Oh, uh, the, the real bubble merchant? I, oh, wow. We, we are so spicy today, guys. We I had don't a long love, weekend and all forget. of our takes. Yeah, I'm kidding. I like, I like Donovan but, Mitchell. But, I like him. But my thing is, is I do think that it's hard to be a big with Donovan Mitchell. This has always been my take, is that he's a little bit shot thirsty and mm-hmm. not exactly a guy that's like thinking about how to set up his big man. And part of me does wonder about that for, for Mobley. If well, just... I think I think the good news is Donovan Mitchell could have his <laughs> eyes set on Madison Square Garden. He very well may. I, Mobley, I'm just so curious because I do feel like this is not a make or break year, but it is like it's time to kind of take a leap for him. It's if a he's narrative do it. setting it's year. It's a narrative setting yeah, year. Yeah, where if he one. makes the leap, boom, he's back on the trajectory to maybe be in the next Kevin Garnett. If he doesn't, who knows yeah. what Evan Mobley is. So vote to bring it back. Where's Jamal Murray amongst all the players we talked about in terms of likelihood to make this leap? I think he's at the very at the very top. Um, maybe maybe a notch below. We have Halliburton, the Ed, like got- the Edwards and the Halliburtons, just because of their their youth and the perceived headroom, you know. Okay, but there's. We've talked about it all summer, right? So I don't want to overstate, but the opportunity for Murray is so obvious. It's just so obvious that when it comes to narrative and perception, he can swing this to he goes from not in some of these conversations to like the easy answer. Right. So I, I yeah, not to overstate it, but the opportunity's there. Yeah, I'd put SGA Anthony Edwards and Tier Halliburton to one A. Is Halliburton there? Sure. One A. And then I would have Jamal Murray in tier one B. He's such a good I thought that was the sneaky good. I thought that was the best way to explain it. Like they're in the same tier. I'm I'm dead serious. They're in the same tier. But Jamal Murray is just a step below those two guys. I don't know about Halbert, but definitely just a slight step below SGA and Anthony Edwards because Jamal Murray still has to play with Nikola Jokic, KCP, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. SGA and Anthony Edwards are the clear best player on their team. Jamal Murray is not and is not going to be this season. So he's got more mouths to feed. He's playing with more talent. He's in a different role than those guys. Jamal Murray, can he? I still think he's going to make the leap, but it's not going to feel like it is when those guys make the leap. This is why I found this question interesting as a topic is that when I was going through the list of guys that I thought could make a leap, I was sitting there going like, Jamal has every good bit of chance to do this as those guys do. You know, he's as primed for that. And the injury again, the age makes it a little bit feel a little bit different. But honestly, just in the the arc of his career, I just feel like he's ready to kind of be a guy that is thought of meaningfully differently and he's tough anyway because the playoff success already has you thinking differently and real quickly let's just run through it what about michael porter man i i talked about this in the slack with you guys i still think some people just saw the tail end of the lakers series the the finals and thought oh man a trucker that came up short he had a really good playoff run mm-hmm. and i think there's room for him to show the world that he's a much different player than they thought that can be four to five more points per game, but also completely shedding the liability label from the casual perspective. And just uh, there's still a little bit of a, a Jordan Poole kind of the guy that makes a lot of money. How serious is he? Um, and I think he's quite serious about basketball. I think I think he's going to let the world know. Yeah, I'd agree. So you think Murray and Porter both have 
better I, than way, average odds of kind of making a sort of narrative splash also impact leap. Yes, Porter's being a much a significantly smaller in scale. I don't know about that, man. I've been wa- smaller in scale, not chance scale. Like, no, I know, but I've been watching supporter highlights lately, man. I've Trans- been pulling a get, vote. Don't I've get been, me going. I've been pulling a vote lately. Just kind of like, all right, I got a little time here. What am I going to pull Michael Porter uh, heading to Taiwan this week. That's right, for baseball. He's then? appearing at a Taiwanese baseball game. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> it's a nice little appearance. September appearance. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I don't know. I just like the odds of both of those guys kind of making a narrative leap. And I will say that we're at a weird time in the NBA where I really do feel like the old guard is still there, but at some point they won't be. The LeBrons and the Stubbs totally, and stuff. Man. And I just, again, we've been doing this for three years, so I'm not going to do it again. But at some point, it is going to be a thing where we look up and go, you know, LeBron just doesn't have it anymore. Harrison. He's a good player, but... Before we go, we can't let him forget that he forgot Franz Wagner. <laughs> I didn't forget it. I didn't bring it up because I knew you guys wouldn't want to bring it away. Dude, it. we all like Franz Wagner. Well, not He's like just I like not him. like a top 15 player in the NBA. Not a top 15 player in the NBA, but top 20 better than you. I'm telling you. He's the Jokic. 21st. He he's didn't the say Jokic no to, to Paolo's Embiid. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't do quite. No, you, you should have said he's the Jokic to Paolo's Nurkic. Well, it's not that, though. Come but, on. But, I'm not that low on Paolo. I'm just saying, <laughs> people have anointed him as the guy that for sure, the same way they did with Embiid. Sure. And I'm like, I don't know. The impact of what he does is just like a little sports. I do not think it's a crazy take that if you're building a championship team, you would rather Franz Wagner. I do not think that is a crazy take. I don't. But Paolo going to get you some buckets. Did you see the, by the way, as we get out of here, you can hit that outro music if it's not already. Uh, did you see the Paolo's interview when they asked him, do you have yeah. anything to say to the Italian I actually thought that was basketball awesome. fans? He, no. Because, <laughs> of course, he, he kind of ditched them at the last second. Yeah. Um, but he's playing well for Team USA. That does it, guys. Tonight, I haven't been watching the FIBA World Cup. You know, I've, I've cut the last game or whatever. Tomorrow's game, 6.30, Slovenia. I'm into it. Canada, Slovenia, I'm into it, man. I think I might be doing that. I have to set that early alarm now to watch all these games because they get real now. And I'm pretty excited into for it. it. All right, everybody. It. Thanks for watching. Hit the like button on the way out. We'll see you next time.